The following podcast will contain graphic, disgusting, crass, foul, mature, and immature content. This is Colvic Darksy. I'm a half orc cleric. I'm really into CrossFit and spreading my dark seed. Shakes. I am Melvin Hardy. I am a high elf wizard. Unfortunately, sometimes I turn people inside out. on the very good adventuring team so all right sounds like it's possible how do we involve alpha badgers in all this it's possible let's get lum outside and let's try to get him away from the crew maybe they just won't notice he's gone you guys are gonna be look weird if he goes to the bathroom and then all of us go to the bathroom <laughs> ah! <laughs> glad that those are the awkward sounds you're making. Uh, I'm going to walk up to get a drink, walk past their table, and, uh, you know, shoot a little brown zap. <gasps> He's asleep with a sound. sound. <laughs> you, you, Monkey you, tail. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to tie him up while he's on the toilet so he is hands and legs abound and then kind of tip him into the hole. Somebody is in a portable hole for 10 minutes or longer, they will begin suffocating. 10 minutes. That's not a long time. By the way, Kolvik, do you actually have the sleep spell? No. All right. <laughs> no. <laughs> can we put his alpha, pants down? Can we put some alpha badgers in that hole? Look, Lum, we're just going to put you somewhere out of the way for a few days. Straight, straight up honest with him. I think we're just going to sit here and be like, I don't know what the fuck to do for a while. What are they going to do besides come fight us? I have your word I will not be harmed. You don't sleepwalk, do you? I mean, I can probably stay up just another if we're planning for sleep. I'm already sleeping. I'm going to put it on me. Floob. And then float down. <laughs> yeah, Wait, the I'm sorry, what? <laughs> Floob. <laughs> float down. And get some rations from you guys. Explain the situation. Yep. Bring it back up to him. All right. Untie the rope. Uh-oh. And then... I would just loosen the rope. Yeah, or cut it partly to where he can work it loose well, eventually. We have two oh. ropes to worry about here. Yeah, yeah, one yeah, of them yeah. is yeah, the rope foot. going down to the floor, mm -hmm. and the other one is the rope that's binding Lum. I'm talking about Lum's. I was rope. talking about Lum's as well. All right, so Lum's bindings, what, you're doing uh, what with? Wait, wait, wait. Nope, nope, nope. We want to figure out the... Uh, the rope going down first. Why can I not reel that up to you? Reeled up. Because you're going to float. Basically, you should reel that up, loosen his bindings, and then mm -hmm. float down. 
Yeah, that was my... We want to take well. that rope down with us, yeah? What? We don't want to leave the rope to climb down. That's what I'm saying. He reeled it up. And yeah. untied it and put it in your pack. Yep, okay. put it in my pack. And then we're going to loosely unbind his hands so we can just have enough room to move around his hands and eat. Nom, nom, nom. And we're done. I'm back on the floor. You drift back down drift to back safety down. with Lum. Lum is hanging out on the top of this tower on this platform. What if we come it? back and he's dead? <laughs> we tried yeah. to do the right thing. We yeah. did. By kidnapping him. <laughs> <laughs> you could tell yourself that, sure. It's not our fault. <laughs> and from here on the ground, we agree in front of Luminol that we'll start planning our <laughs> heist a little bit better. <laughs> oh, does, does Lum have any parting words? Uh, Lum has nothing to say to you. He is just sort of mean mugging you guys from the over the ledge of the tower, and uh, you know he's gonna have to shit off that ledge for the next ten days. <laughs> Hopefully, he doesn't slip. <laughs> <laughs> there will be some rolls to find out. <laughs> oh, what about water? Is there, is there water in those rations? There's no water in rations. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, looks like looks like Lum's going to be drinking a lot of pee. <laughs> Recycling. Oh, <laughs> uh, shit. And we're out of flotation things, too. Yeah. So that's a problem. Can't really throw anything Was there any up. water up there from the wizard yet? We're really good at planning, guys. <laughs> <laughs> right. Were you just going to let us leave what? him with no water and then he can come back and he's dead? I am making no influencing choices or decisions for you guys. You have dug this fucking hole and it's up to you. How he survive down. on his own? Yeah, so how, Well, let's ask him. Mom, <laughs> Mom, how long can you survive on your own pee? <laughs> he is not answering. <laughs> Sounds like a long time, then. <laughs> well, we can camp out for a day and get more charges on the amulet. Yeah. Yeah, we can. It is at this point. So what did we say there? So you guys got, let's say it was like six in the morning. You guys rested for 10 hours. That got it to about four. You walked for another eight hours. That would get you to midnight. I'm assuming you guys and like all of this fucking around has been like, let's just call that a half hour. Mm-hmm. So it's the middle of the night right now, and you guys used up these charges. Well, I got to start being a stickler for the rules at some point. You guys use these charges at midnight, so you'd have to wait here until the next midnight for them to come back. It's like a 24-hour charge cycle, essentially, for these. It is what it is. Would that be enough time to find water, a water source, unless we just carry around canteens of water with us? Well, I mean, and the question is, how are we going to get 10 days worth of water up to this dude? Yeah, you're right. 10 gallons, effectively. I think it's a gallon of water a day that a human being needs to survive. That's not too bad, but what are we going to put 10 gallons of water in? Fuck, we're dumb. <laughs> um, Can we just we open a hole in the roof? Hope it rains. <laughs> Hope it rains. <laughs> Love, sit under this hole with your mouth open if it rains. <laughs> As the thing slowly floods up. <laughs> I mean, I feel like we should be able to find water. Can he drink? Yeah, there's, wa there's sources of water nearby. Right. You guys live yeah. in a very lush, mm -hmm. 
very, very lush land, and there is plentiful water and rivers, streams, creeks. Can you drink the cleaning fluid? Not if you want to live. That'd be probably as good as trying to put someone out. Wait, but there's fire. there's a bunch of containers though that that stuff is in. True. They're I'll... currently full of cleaning fluid, and they're like ten ounce bottles. Something to put water in though. Hmm. All right. So I say we just pour out some cleaning fluid, and then you know rinse out the jars and. All right. It's probably not really good for the environment, but hey. <laughs> let's burn it. Dump it all out and burn it. I don't, a I don't great think... bonfire? Oh, yeah, maybe that's not... a bad idea. Yeah, let's not call attention to ourselves <laughs> on the off chance that somebody's looking for us. So I say we get out the portable hole, get some cleaning fluid out, dump it out, fill it full of water, and then we wait till the next night to levitate up there. So now we have to... F- Here's the problem. We gotta figure out how to drop off this water and keep uh, is it lem or lum? Lum. L-U-M. L-U-M. Keep lum from, you know, getting crafty and trying to escape while we're trying to give him life-giving water. You're going to need to empty out 13 bottles. There's a bottle I just said was 10 ounces. Oh, wait. I'm sorry. I fucked that up. Uh, you guys don't have... Or would you... No, you you don't have enough bottles to give him ten gallons of water because a gallon is about one hundred and twenty-eight ounces. There's ten ounces in one bottle, so you'd need to have one hundred and twenty-eight cleaning fluid bottles to dump out. And I believe we said last time you guys are right around sixty. So you're saying we don't have enough bottles for him to be comfortable for ten right. days? He'll yeah, survive. you can probably survive on a lot less than that. He'll have to make do. Because he can go without altogether. Yeah. Like, as long as you're, like, not in the glaring sun. He'll just, like as he as he empties one, days. he'll be filling one up, right? So, so how, how many, how many bottles of... are you going to fill up with water in the nearby feel, stream that you found? I feel bad dumping all this cleaning solution out. That's yeah. the part you should feel bad about right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. You guys can make whatever choices you want to make. Is there, do you guys have any other ideas? Can we just fill the portable hole full of water? Where the fuck is it going to go? You certainly could. But what do we yeah, but we need that for to put crab in. I suppose. <laughs> like, is it, they, the wizard had to have a bucket or something up on that platform. A 10-gallon bucket? Some kind of bucket. The bucket the poo in? Like, he didn't just, like, go up there with no water at all. I don't know. I he tried to think back and remember if there was a bucket up there. Uh, there are a few, like, decanters and whatnot up on top, so probably, like, a day's worth of water would fit in what he's got up there. And there's no vases on the various bookshelves. <laughs> <laughs> you guys dump out every flower vase and every... All right, bucket. This is getting to the point where it's just completely inane. You guys find enough material to hold enough water that he'll survive. All right. How about, hey, look at this barrel in the corner. (laughs) Yes, you conveniently find a fucking barrel. (laughs) Strangely enough, there's a catcher's mitt by it. (laughs) Callback. I like that. All right, so he's got enough food and water. Resolved. What are you guys doing? Back to town. Back to town. So we basically waited 24 hours, figured all that shit out, got him water. Got no him shenanigans water. were had. 
No shenanigans were had at See, this point. See, we don't have to exhaust a, uh, exhaust a D&D. We just have to piss off the DM enough yeah. to make it We just need to make wants. it a, as boring as possible for uh-huh. as long as possible. <laughs> Trying yeah. my hardest to make this yeah. into a fucking podcast. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I don't know how many bottles. You... <laughs> I didn't know I'd be listening to math. God <laughs> Seriously. damn it. I'm, I'm at, like... I'm already mentally calculating how much of that I can cut out. But no, I think we've got to leave it all in. The answer is a lot. Uh, <laughs> man, you are very gaseous. What do you think did it? Tacos. No way. You just ate those. That happens to me too. Like immediately? Wow. Pass through. Quick pass through. Like what? Like just the combination of sour all the, cream. The sour cream, yeah. Dairy. Yep. A little bit of cheese. Nice. So we are ready for this competition. So far, as long as we know, when we get back into town, is anybody suspicious? Anybody checking us out? Well, so here's here's what's happened. Is you guys went to a bar. Yes. Abducted Lum. Brought him out to this thing. This, this wizard's tower that you guys had. Uh, there was some, you know, fucking about for days and whatnot. Getting charges back and levitating and water supplies. By the time you guys reach town again, especially with all the overnight traveling and whatnot that you've done, about six days have passed. So you've got about six days until this festival starts. Um, again, remember the other thing that you guys were going to do that I thought we were going to fucking do today before we started abducting people. <laughs> uh, that was three days there and three days back. So at this point, you probably can't do that without being late for the festival. So that all established. Um, yeah, people miss one of the local celebrities, and they're looking around wondering what happened to him. And yeah, people notice that you guys disappeared the same night he did. <laughs> so let's go ahead and skip the whole one and a half hours we did and just do that replay. <laughs> um okay well we're going back into town and that was a great camping trip guys we haven't that... seen lum yeah <laughs> <laughs> i mean obviously he's not with us right now is he <laughs> none of us are covered in blood or lum parts <laughs> so, so there's that <laughs> <laughs> so we're gonna go ahead and start uh I guess start remodeling our sweet building. I mean try to <laughs> just go on with our lives. <laughs> <laughs> we were just getting materials, of course. <laughs> well have you guys seen this article on Better Homes and Layers? <laughs> <laughs> I just can't think of anything else we could be doing. Let's right go down now. to the broken. I can talk to the stupid kobolds and see what they know about crabs and where to find them. Hey, just an idea. Should we buy some horses? <laughs> or eventually, <laughs> since we have, a... yeah, let's go. To, let's go buy some horses. Yeah. yeah, make traveling a little bit faster when you gotta go somewhere. Yeah, we should do that. Should we buy an extra one in case we have to kidnap somebody? <laughs> Not that we kidnapped Lum. <laughs> Wink. <laughs> Fucking seriously. You guys are just walking around town like, not that anybody's seen Lum anywhere. <laughs> All right, a riding horse is going Wait, what, to What other horses are there? Uh, <laughs> kidnapping horses. <laughs> 
So you have several mounts and other animals available to you, should you be uh, interested in doing this. I'm just, I'm just, you know, thinking of what else you could do with a horse. I'll <laughs> <laughs> let that lie. Camels are about 50 gold. A donkey or mule is 8 gold. An elephant is 200 gold. That's Ooh. crazy. I don't know where Ooh. you'd find one of those. Are you saying uh, we can't buy one? Horse, comma, draft is 50 gold pieces. And if I understand this correctly, a draft horse would be like what you'd farm with. Wow. A horse, comma, riding is 75 gold. A mastiff, which if any of you were halflings could ride, that'd be 25 gold. You can get a pony for 30 gold. And you can get a war horse for 400 gold. Oh, I think war cool. horses for all of us. How much money do we have? Uh, if you bought three of those, that's 1,200 gold. That would exhaust... We, we basically, we have like uh, $2,800 left. 2,800 gold coins. War horses. You want war horses? We're not the, like, what are we, the three horsemen of the apocalypse? Uh, <laughs> ask Lum about that. <laughs> <laughs> we don't yeah. need war horses. Think about how cool we would look. I've already got the sweet bomber jacket. Good branding. War horses, that's a little bit over the top, don't you think? Oh, it beats a fucking military parade. Oh, well, let's go ahead. But, um, let's go ahead. Yeah, use, uh, he can, how, much are, how much are those? A war horse is 400 gold. A riding horse is 75. That's 1,200 gold we'd have to drop for horses. Well, let's just... What is the advantage of having a war horse? Uh, it is faster, and there are some things you can do in combat with it. <laughs> Let's start off with large riding horses and trade them in for value later. Uh, I mean, uh, you guys, by the way, can also get a wagon for 35 gold that you could uh, tie up, or a carriage for 100 gold, uh, a chariot for 250. There are a handful of different things you guys can do so far as general transportation. Chariot. We can get a horse and a chariot and spend less than a war horse. Chariot sounds pretty cool. Do we all need chariots? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, like Ben Hur and this motherfucker. <laughs> Everywhere you go, going to the store. Yeah. <laughs> Mine has sweet blades on the wheels. <laughs> Just cutting down fucking peasants everywhere you go. <laughs> oh, I forgot to retract a blade. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, Miss Robinson. Sorry about your kids. You'll have more. How much is a chariot? Uh, chariot is 250 gold. Plus, Can I shoot arrows from the chariot? Oh, for sure. Oh, man. Plus the 75. We, we don't have enough for three war horses and three chariots. <laughs> now, I'll just say... Two regular horses, three regular horses. But I think chariots. you need two horses to run a chariot. Oh, by the okay. way, oh, I mean that's what that's the the, the Ben Hur image that I've got in my head. There's always two of them. Well, we have something to work towards. So if we start with three war horses now, with our winnings from the Harvest Festival, <laughs> we could spring for another. Th well, do we have places to keep six horses? You currently have a two-horse garage. Yeah. We'll have to build a bigger garage. <laughs> is this our... What if we just get riding horses? We can really? Slowly... This is the idea that I started with, and now you've got me going on <laughs> fucking war horses and chariots. So. Right, war well, horses just, I mean, can we, can we fit... Um, no, never mind. None of us are that small. Never mind. I thought you were... I always think this you're is, a gnome, but you're not. This is going to be our arc for the next couple of seasons. Our goal is to get six horses and three chariots for all of us to ride. 
You guys are gonna, well, I mean, we, we have yeah. established that there is, what did we call it, the crazy cobalt store and hide outside of town. You guys can uh, store your, your horses in your chariots outside of town. Or yeah. upgrade to the next building size, buy out your neighbors, maybe. So, okay. Well, that's a good question. Like, we don't have enough room to upgrade our horse shed to a larger horse shed. Is that correct? You have a small yard in between the building and the shed, I think we established. So if you wanted to build a shed, uh, sorry, a, a three-chariot garage. <laughs> <laughs> that, I guess here's the, here's the question, right? We can't keep horses in there. In the we, garage? Why not? Well, I don't know. I but... mean, it, it, you could build it to be a stable if okay. we're building out. I'm we'll just... say that you have a two-horse stable right now. Okay, okay. Well, I mean, is this... Can... We live in town and have a six-horse stable. Like, is that enough room for horses? Well, I mean, you'd probably want to, like, take them out and run them every once in a while, you know? Like, okay. whatnot. But, I mean, if you guys want to buy, like, a larger plot of land out in the country and start a horse farming fucking whatever. How did we get here? We're just deciding to buy war horses. <laughs> <laughs> Again, here How we did are. we get here? Well, let's rewind for the past few hours and see... We Where started it all off in the began. We're gonna need a stable boy to clean up all this horse shit. <laughs> <laughs> you know, this is what the original D and D really was, though, right? Right. Like the original D and D, like everybody wants it to be role play and like develop your characters and work through your inner demons through playing like invisible creatures and shit like that. But like the guys that created D and D back in the day were like combat simulation. That's all they wanted to do. It was like. Because the, the point of the game was, like, you start off as a regular warrior, you amass enough treasure, and then you buy, like, by fighting people in keeps and castles and whatnot, and then eventually you make enough money to buy your own castle, and then you fight those assholes off. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I, I'm still, I don't know, let's, I don't give a shit, let's buy three fucking war horses, though. Fucking right. All right. <laughs> three war horses it is! Yes! You guys go out shopping. Is and that what you order? Like, I'll take the war horse, please. <laughs> Your finest war horse. <laughs> it's not a restaurant. <laughs> oh, looking at menus. Mm, yes. No, the, the, what is the market price on war horse? What is the horse du jour? <laughs> What's the horse of the day? <laughs> mm, sounds good. All, All right. That. So, me, so here's what here's what we're gonna do then is uh, we'll we'll start. Uh, Roscoe, tell me about your war horse. Black with a white stripe on his head. And his name is Lenny. And he's got a mean temperament. Is he mean to you? Yes. He's just a dick of a horse. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Lenny the dick. <laughs> All right. Colvick, tell me about your horse. For some reason, this horse is really expensive to, like, probably the most expensive thing I've ever owned in my life. And so I'm trying to keep it in pristine condition. So I'm trying not to even like imagine getting a new gift and not wanting to take the wrapping paper off. So I'm just leaving little sleeves on it and just wrapping it in like clear coating. But can I, eat, can I eat while I ride your horse? What? Can I eat while I ride your horse? You have to step off my horse if you're going to eat. And while the horse is confused about it all, I feel pretty good. It's going to be a clean horse. So you, so you have, what's, what's the name of this immaculate horse? <laughs> Come back to me on that. I'm terrible with names off the top of my head, as you know, and ideas. So 
That could have been terrible. Oh, you came out with the immaculate part pretty damn quick. That's the horse's name, immaculate. The horse's it. name is immaculate. Yeah. Immaculate the immaculate horse. Immaculate the war horse. <laughs> Actually, I like that as a horse name. Immaculate. <laughs> yep. So he's just like he or she, I guess. We haven't specified. I don't know. Did you guys? Did you guys check out the undercarriage? It doesn't matter. We're not going into that. So immaculate the immaculate <laughs> war horse. <laughs> Dial it back. <laughs> Melvin, tell me about your war horse. Um, I don't know. <laughs> His name's Kevin. Kevin. He's tan. And he's got really bad gas. <laughs> Does it remind you of a wolf that you might have owned in a previous lifetime? Could have been. That was my wolf. <laughs> That's right. I had my the wolf holsters was my favorite part of that whole thing. <laughs> I think you baby had a wolf holster. Yep. It's sitting on the side. Alright, so and we should we should square up then too. So uh so Lenny is mean. Wait, wait, can I change my horse's name? Yes. His name's Devin. <laughs> <laughs> Not Kevin. <laughs> Done. All right. So, what is what is Devin's temperament other than gassy? Devin's very friendly. Friendly. Yep. The friendly gassy horse. Yep. He likes to he likes to cuddle you and then fart. What's his name? All right. And what's Immaculate's temperament? We've got a we've got a dick horse and a friendly horse. <laughs> this is a cowardly horse. Cowardly horse, oh, no. I know. cowardly war horse. Yeah, he has to be broken. He has to. He has to get used to battle. He's just getting into everything. Like I said, what? the plastic is still on him. So he's, he's he's just so pristine. He's he's taking on the temperament you're giving him, and he's afraid of like ruining his fur. Yeah, he's I, afraid. He, I felt. I feel like we got a deal on immaculate. Like we got it on clearance or something. <laughs> he's the, the the war horse. <laughs> <laughs> and you look out in the field and Immaculate's running from a butterfly. <laughs> Looking back terrified. <laughs> Just wide eyed. <laughs> yeah, all right. Let's let's say uh let's round it out and say you guys got all three of these. You get the bulk discount and the uh <laughs> the immaculate discount. We'll just call it a thousand. Huzzah. Okay. That looks so awesome going around town on war horses. Except for when Cowardly freaks out from everything. Immaculate. <laughs> or Immaculate. Mm-hmm. Not Cowardly. <laughs> he, he, <laughs> he's working his way there. He's working his way around town. Got the blinders on. Mm-hmm. And then uh, we'll get him in, in there. But yeah, he's pretty afraid. Hello, listeners. Welcome back. Enjoying this week's shenanigans? I sure hope so. I'm sending out a little love today to Ian Toltz and Joe Barzillai. I think I'm saying that right. If you don't know who Ian or Joe are, let me tell you. They are the creators of a little thing called Cobalt Fight Club. This is a wonderful website that helps you build random encounters for your party and balance them according to 5e rules. You can find it at cobalt.club, K-O-B-O-L-D dot C-L-U-B. I'm telling you that I use this pretty much every time I build an encounter for this podcast or any other game. Thanks for making this, folks. I'm really grateful. And I'm sorry if I fucked up your names. 
Hey, we got our first ever Canadian review. Check this out. VGAT is a well-made D&D actual play with great production quality. The music is original and well-placed. My only personal issue is that there isn't enough of it. The GM does a great job of setting a captivating scene for his players. He also hits an excellent balance between allowing the players a level of fun table talk and not-so-serious gameplay. The NPCs are well done, with an excellent variety of voice acting. While there is a warning of crass-slash-explicit content, the content is laced with a layer of humor and joviality. And while I'm not always the biggest fan of crude humor, I found this podcast enjoyable and the story itself compelling. If you're looking for a D&D actual play that feels like a good mix of gameplay, coarse humor, and good storytelling, you should enjoy this one. Well, thank you, the Justice Unicorn. We're deeply grateful for those kind words. And by the way, I don't know how to check reviews anywhere other than iTunes, so if you've left us a review somewhere else, let us know where to find it so we can read it on the air. If you want. No pressure. Of course, you all know that iTunes reviews are a fantastic way to help this podcast grow and reach more folks. Patreon is a great way to donate, which helps keep us around. And I promised it last week, and it finally happened. We got Kofi set up. Coffee? I don't know. If you're not familiar, it's a way to help out artists and entertainers and really bad amateur podcasters. The big difference is, it's a one-time thing. You click through a few simple steps, and bam, there's three bucks towards the show. That covers your share of the bandwidth costs, and you don't have to feel like a filthy, freeloading animal, unable to sleep at night because you're racked with guilt and angst. I, I make jokes, friends. You don't need to feel pressure to donate. We all agree that we're having a blast just putting this thing together. You can probably already tell that, given that half of every episode is just us laughing. We're happy you're listening. We're happy you're obviously telling your friends and helping to spread the word. If you do feel like donating, or want to check out any of our various social medias, all these links and not much more can be found at thevgat.com. And that's it. That's all I've got for the break today. Thanks again for putting us in your ear holes. Alright gang, Courage and Wit have served thee well again. You went from level 6 to 7. Melvin, why don't you tell me how that leveling up went for you? I'd love to. Uh, This is going to take a while. Um, I gained 6 hit points, and then I got the spell Confusion. That's it. (laughs) Woo! It was a real wild wild level. Kolvik, how's leveling for you? It's about the same, pretty short. Got an extra nine hit points to my life. And then I also received Banishment. So I can send one creature that I can see within range to another plane of existence. Which plane? <laughs> you get to pick the right, plane? Yeah, right offhand. The third dimension. <laughs> the third dimension. <laughs> for, one, for one minute. It's only logical. Oh, it's they, o- it's oh, only so a minute? they have to spend one minute there and then they come back to our dimension. <laughs> yes. That's even better. That is, that's pretty good. <laughs> oh, oh no. People are just going to be... <laughs> They'll come back mad. <laughs> Will they bring in the... <laughs> it's everywhere! It's happening! It's in my nose. Um, it touched me. <laughs> Will they bring any of the other dimension back with them? <laughs> it, it does uh, not say 
uh, banish them to a harmless demiplane. So I figured, I mean, the shit dimension's pretty harmless, unless yeah. the smell. Like, it's uh, not going to hurt them physically. No. <laughs> I mean, they're, like, you could suffocate in a minute, I guess, but... Uh, oh, what a terrible so way to suffocate. I do have to ask the DM, is there any um, natives to the third dimension that we know of? Uh, you guys don't have a way of knowing anything about the third dimension yet. You've you can only... banish yourself. Can <laughs> <laughs> oh. you? Guys, I'll be back. <laughs> I just gotta know. <laughs> you guys keep talking about all the gold that's there. <laughs> okay, because if uh, the target is native to that dimension, the target is banished with a faint popping noise and returns to the home plane. So I figured they don't really... Can I Can I just keep telling Kulvik that there's gold in that dimension? <laughs> what is gold? Gold? What kind of gold are you talking about? Gold, gold. Is the gold protected by anything? No. That's there's, fool's there's, gold. There's no gold there. <laughs> just there for the taking for any old, uh, any old person that stumbles Anybody across quiet. it. Quiet. <laughs> Anybody who's willing to banish themselves to the third dimension? Come back with an armload of gold. <laughs> All right. If he if he goes to another, I, I mean hypothetically speaking, if he goes to another plane, will the portable hull still work, or does that only work in our plane? I know there's issues if we open. If like you a, if you put another portable hull or like a, a bag of holding or something inside of the portable hull, bad yeah, things will happen. Right. Very bad things will happen. Um, okay. Curious. But can you take the portable hull to another? ethereal plane or dimension does that yes. cause any problems that would not cause any problems you oh, can do that that'd be doing there just capture all the turds because it's, it's all <laughs> just fill, up, fill the portable hole up with turds P- push the one in <laughs> <laughs> you think there's just like humongous turd for you to just push in like, <laughs> they've all gathered <laughs> like, the, i mean that, of a planet that would be like the ultimate torture is like you shove somebody, like say you had like a gnome or somebody small, and you shove them into Melvin's asshole, and then you could banish somebody there with the portable hole and bring them back. Like, what a great form of torture! Like you shove someone into someone else's asshole. They come out into a dimension filled with turds, and then someone retrieves them and brings them back. Who's gonna believe your story, huh? Who's gonna do it? I don't like this conversation. <laughs> Is Melvin the only wizard whose turds go there? Or is that like a thing common to wizards? I don't, I don't know. I think it was think canon is... that it was a known spell and Melvin yeah. No, I, I think it's... No, I think this was an original spell. I came up with this one on my own. I'll sell it for a price. But Well, I would, I would say that you are probably not the only wizard to come up with it. Not, not necessarily that you took it from anybody else or anybody took it from you, but in my mind, you are not the only person pooping into this... Uh, dimension i don't know i think that's, i came up with this one that's DM pretty much on my now. own i like it. if you ask me i think i'm pretty special <laughs> <laughs> roscoe tell me about your level i've rolled an eight plus one for nine more hit points and i got evasion and i can dodge out of the way of area of effect spells that's pretty sweet or not only spells but Area of effect things. Yes. AOE things. Specifically. Uh, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Specifically things in general. Yeah.
You guys have been hanging around at this point for about two days since you got back from um, the tower, right? And dropping Llama off there. (laughs) (laughs) Do we feel guilty at all? No. No. We're talking about severing his spine and whatnot. Yeah. We don't feel guilty. We're psychotic. We? <laughs> He's alive. And... <laughs> I'm pretty sure you, you were the one talking about Then you Then you want to cut his like Achilles tendon or something, too? <laughs> yes. It was just an idea. We threw it out there. Two extremes. Let him live. Cut his... We're, we're just spitballing. Spit yep. Yeah. <laughs> we're... We're not well, let me just spot. round this up the flagpole. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Two days-ish have gone by. You guys haven't heard shit. You haven't heard shit about anything. You've just been hanging out, waiting, kind of waiting on the Harvest Festival. Um, I was going to offer you guys the choice to see if you wanted to go down and fetch that amulet that Exute had told you about, but you wouldn't have had enough time to make it back for the festival, so I just went ahead and railroaded you guys into that choice to yep. say you're waiting. So, festival is coming up in about five-ish days, and tonight is the sort of opening ceremony of that. Um, Again, you guys haven't heard anything about the Super Amazing Adventure Friends. You haven't seen them around town. You haven't been asking, I'm assuming. (laughs) Walking around town, hey, has anybody seen Lum? God damn it, Lum. I ain't even fucking it up now. (laughs) We just play it off cool like that. Lum? Who's Lum? Oh, Lum. You're uh, our bad. Okay. Does she work at the grocery store? No. <laughs> uh, so you guys have been hanging around. You, you haven't heard any word about anything. And um, and later this evening is going to be the uh, sort of the opening, like I said, opening ceremony of this festival. Because it's, it's the end of the year, right? So this is uh, medieval fantasy times, as we've called it a couple times. So life is very much built around agricultural cycles and people have been farming all summer. Then at the end of the year, they harvest it, have one last good meal before you fatten up for winter and pull up kind of thing. So that's what's about to happen in town is everybody's getting ready for that. And that festival begins tonight. Is there anything that you guys wanted to handle, I don't know, equipment or shopping or visits or anything else in town before we move on to that? Should go down to the bar and ask the kobolds where the best crabs are. Oh, bribe some information. Ooh. Yeah. Those guys owe us, or uh, what's his name? Well, <laughs> I mean, we did, we did basically take a lot of his money the last time we saw him. So he owes us. Yeah. Yeah, I think I, that's a good idea. I took a bunch of your money. You owe me. <laughs> that is an interesting perspective. Well, we spared his life, kind oh, of yeah. thing. We could have. True. We could have done worse. We could have turned him into the authorities and made a real issue for him. He's using I mean, he his did... legs instead of wheels. That's right. He tried. He sent people to kill us. So. <laughs> I feel like we're uh, we're square. Yeah. So let's go talk business. I think that's a good idea. Let's go do that. Let's go see where the the biggest and juiciest poop crabs are. <laughs> <laughs> Sauntering your way into the Undercity, you make your way down to your favorite establishment of all establishments, the Broken Egg. It is, let's call it mid-afternoon by this point, and... It's going to be a pretty slow day for them. Uh, All the celebration and festivities are going to be above ground, and the Cobalts themselves will actually come out a little bit for this festival, so there's just not a ton of people here. You you kind of got the place to yourself. Uh, Voy, our favorite bartender, is up at the bar, kind of polishing glasses, getting ready for a boring evening. 
you want to go to talk to her? You want to just kick your way into the back and see if um, see if Dunk is around in his office? Well, I mean, since we have her here, we might as well just ask her about it and if she knows anywhere around the Undercity where uh, these crabs are. You saddle up to the bar, get yourself some beers and apple juices and what have you, and start a casual conversation. Uh, quickly becomes clear she doesn't know anything specific about the crabs themselves. Um, she knows that they are in the lower reaches, the lower tunnels. So there is the Undercity itself, which is directly beneath the city. The tunnels that go beneath that, the cobalts have been digging for untold generations at this point, and there's some natural cave systems down there. Down in that area is where she knows that there are these Andan Alpha crabs, but aside from that, she doesn't really know much about it. She's just a bartender. I also want to ask her, is there anything particularly dangerous down in these parts that we should know about, that she knows about in any rumors? Because we're going to unknown territory, so she would know if, a little bit better than us. Or if she knows any anybody else that would know about these crabs. I would say she knows that there are some of the workers and tunnelers, uh, and there just happens to be a group of those workers and tunnelers at the table putting back some drinks after a day's work. And she, she points you over to uh, the, these, like, three cobalts that are sitting there. They're all, like, they're wearing fucking overalls and little, like, head, you know, hard hats with candles on them and shit. You know, they're, mm-hmm. no, they're not. They can see in the dark, but it was also, a funnier image. Also, I want to ask her if she's seen any of the uh, super amazing adventure friends around at all. Uh, she says that she hasn't seen them. They don't regularly frequent the broken egg, but... Uh, they do come in once in a while, much like you're doing now, looking for information about jobs and things like that. And she says she hasn't, uh, she hasn't seen them in the last handful of days. Okay. All right, I'll flip her a gold piece and we'll mostly on over to the workers, eh? Uh, yeah, I'm actually going to spend some money and bring them drinks as well. Oh, kinda yeah. pucker up. Pick up a, a round of what they've got. They're just drinking the same tap beer, whatever yep. it is so as you guys are. Spend some is there any, like, gold or silver here and... Like, Any like better than average beer? What would what would be good for those guys? You get them like a shot of whiskey kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Beer is just beer in a place mm-hmm. like this. Pass right. yeah. into a cup. Cobalts <laughs> might be into that. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> Filthy cobalts. <laughs> yeah, we'll do we'll do better than a beer. I mean, after hard day work, we'll give them some some something a little harder. You get them a beer and a shot. Yep. You saunter your way over to the table and what do you? How do you introduce yourself? Tell me about how you're going to break into this conversation. Um, I'm going to come over and say, hey guys, looks like you're, and in my stupid way, hey guys, looks like you uh, had a rough day. How you guys doing? And then hand him some, it looks like you're doing some good work down here. Just kind of inconspicuous introducing ourselves. All right. They, they all take the beverages and they give you a slightly suspicious look overall, but you're giving them beverages uh, with alcohol in them. So they're pretty happy to... Happy to sit and drink and talk. They invite you to pull up some chairs, and there you are. And they're—I mean—they're just—they kind of start going back to their conversation about work of just yeah, it was tunneling and I don't—I don't know anything about mining to make a plausible conversation. They have plausible conversation about mining and digging. <laughs> hey, did you dig? Did you dig holes today? Did <laughs> any rocks get in your way? <laughs> that was my whole damn day. Do people down here care about the harvest festival at all? They care a little bit. I mean, they're trading with the people above above ground, so that's where some of the food supply is coming from. Okay. Cobalts the, and whatnot are gonna—they're gonna have some of their own food supply, like you know, molds and mushrooms and shit from underground. But 
you know, getting some grains and, and meat from the above world would be a, a fancy treat for them. Okay. But they don't directly give a shit, so they may not even follow it as closely as probably we are. Not not nearly as much, no. I mean, they'll come up because it's a party, but it's not like, hey, we won't starve to death this winter. Like, the seasons don't make as big of a difference for them. Yeah, once again, I start something I can never finish. I'm just like, um, and I just look to somebody who's a little better speaker than me. Uh, what do you guys think about pants? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> just right. need a, a trench coat. Hole diggers. Uh, have you seen any? <laughs> <laughs> you seen any uh, crabs in your travels and works? Uh, they they say that yes, they've seen. They do see crabs here and there. Usually the in the lower depths, like significantly further down than where they're normally working. But when they're going out and doing some exploration. Uh, the general word among the miners is um, avoid them and definitely don't get close enough that they'll grab you. You guys any, see anything else nasty down there? Anything interesting? So there's uh, there are some rumors of other weird creatures down there. Uh, you guys are already familiar with umber hulks. Those would be in some of the lower reaches in the, the tunnels and whatnot. There's a whole host of different creatures that exist down in the underworld uh, of this. I shouldn't say underworld. That almost implies mythology. I'm thinking of like Balrog, <laughs> something crazy like that. Some shit demon coming out from... Yeah, you get deep enough. I'm sure that's down there. Um, they say that you've got to get pretty deep to start seeing some of the crazier monsters and stuff, though. There's always rumor and legend among the kobolds of the ones that disappeared getting eaten by some fucked up thing, but... All right. Do you guys happen to have like a map or anything like that of the quickest way to get to those depths? Um, let's see if they do. Uh, so one of the kobolds is like, oh yeah, sure, I could draw you a map. And uh, he, he pulls out like a, like a scrap of parchment or something from what, where the fuck ever. He's got a backpack, I don't know. Uh, and he's got like a, a piece of charcoal and, uh, and, he, and he sets to work drawing you guys a map and you guys continue having idle conversation with uh, with the rest of the crew. Oh. Well, dude, thank you very much. Yeah. Another round of drinks, uh, you know, for these guys. This guy works studiously through both drinks all the way through. He's really, really focused on this thing. That's awesome. Um, does, does this guy have a have a name? Um, Bloop. Bloop. <laughs> <laughs> Bloop <Yes>. the Miner. <laughs> Bloop the Miner. I like it. So Bloop, uh, Bloop the Miner is is real. <laughs> so you guys, uh, you finish up your beers, and uh, and you're you're packing up and like having made a, a couple of new friends, including Bloop, and um, and he's like, oh hey, don't forget your map, and he hands you this this scrap. It's like a ten inch by ten inch scrap of parchment, uh, and it looks like a like a children's maze basically. Like, there's no words or points of references on it. It's just, like, a bunch of lines that go in squiggly circles and whatnot. There's uh, no, no depth, no indication, but he's really proud of it when he hands it to you. Do we want to... Bloop, uh, thank you so much, man. That's uh, uh, really great. Uh, appreciate it. Um, he he hey. tips his little miner hat at you and says, no trouble. Should I stab him? <laughs> Um, I'm thinking, should we invite Bloop along? I was thinking that. Oh, that's a good idea, guy. Yeah. That's mm -hmm. way better than a map. Yeah, that's a, it is. I mean, he clearly really knew what he was putting on this map. He's just not, not a, necessarily great at communicating it in a visual way. 
but like he's pointing out things on the map and he's like, well, this is the tunnel we were in last year and this is where I'm working right now and I blah, blah, blah. He's, he's like, he's clearly got a solid idea. He's just not a, a cartographer. Yeah, I think we need a bloop. Yeah. Let's get him a very good adventuring team t-shirt. Ooh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like when the, when the, you're part of the team. <laughs> the, the, what the fuck is the guy's name again? The, uh, from Rick and Morty, the... Look at you going around without a vest, Morty. <laughs> Get him a very good adventuring team vest. Yes. All right. Well, you got you guys got some time to get a, a vest commissioned, I guess. So I mean, even though there... none of the rest of you wear vests. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, so you, if you guys are going to try and convince uh, Bloop to go down into the tunnels, I mean, this is like his day job, and you know, never do what you do during the day for free, right? Yeah. Uh, so he's like, so is there going to be any kind of reward for this? If we win the yeah. contest, we'll give you 100 gold. Oh, shit. That's a lot of money for a bloop. Yeah, he's yeah. fucking floored by that, and he's like, let me go get my stuff. Okay. He takes off, comes back in like two minutes with a little backpack full of uh, like mining gear and what Not have you. Not a bad idea, though. That's coming out of like your pocket, Ross. That's fine. I'll split it with him. <laughs> I want bloop. To get a bloop? Ploob might be a little disappointed that you're taking Bloop instead of Ploob, but we don't have to tell him. Don't tell Ploob. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's no real point to go talk to Duncan anymore. I mean, we kind of got our guide. Yep. Screw Dunk. Fucking Dunk. Fucking Dunk. I think we got a plan. Let's execute. Execute. <laughs> Bloop, Bloop, here's the word execute, and he's just, you can see him sweating a little bit. <laughs> Uh, all right, so you guys are expected up in town for the beginning, like the kickoff of this festival. Uh, it's getting to be, let's call it seven thirty, eight o'clock, and it's you know it's it, it's getting to be like late fall at this point, so it's getting dark or starting to get dark at this point. And as you walk to the center of town with with your new recruit, Bloop, uh, you get up to the market area. Uh, this is where you guys had been during the Umber Hulk um, competition, right? And that same stage is set up, the same scale system is set up, except this time instead of there being like single hooks on either side, there's two big trays, like five foot diameter trays held up on chains. So it really looks like an old timey scale up there. Do they have like a big pot of melted butter going on? <laughs> they haven't started it yet. So the actual, the actual festival is in a couple of days. We'll get to explaining that in just a Put lum on the back of Bloop's t-shirt. Like the name Lem, like it's a jersey. <laughs> no. Oh my god. Uh, so you guys get up to the stage where Aegis is expecting you, and you kind of exchange pleasantries, and you wait, and you wait, and you wait. Quite a bit of time goes by. It's starting to get dark. The villagers are all starting to get, you know, drunk. I shouldn't say villagers. This is a fairly big town. Are we, the, the townish people. Are we basically just waiting for the super amazing adventure friends to show up? You are. Are there wow. any other adventuring teams that we'd be competing against, or is it just us two? No, you guys are the two that were picked for this year's competition. Oh, no. Okay. On that note, after probably a good two hours of sitting up here, and you know, like you guys are just kind of chatting and BSing and getting an bloop and talking with Aegis and whatnot, and uh, it's getting to be too late. So Aegis looks over at you guys and says, No sign of the competition, eh? I guess you guys are on the hook for bringing back twice as many. I fucking love those crabs. Don't come back empty handed. 
He goes on to explain to you guys that you've got five days. Uh, or sorry, you don't have five days. What did I say here? Um, oh, I did the timing on this workout again. No, I already said five days earlier. So he goes on to explain that you guys have about five days uh, total before the actual festival starts. And you need to get the crabs back really in like four days because they need time to like shuck and prep and whatever the fuck you do with crabs to make them edible. And he's got, uh, he's got a map for you, funny enough. And it's an actually useful map. He gives you this, this sheet of paper with, uh, with a map of some of the tunnels on it. And it's, it's kind of a crude map, but it gives you an idea of like, you know, go forward until this point, go left, then go right, then go left. It's certainly clear enough as to where you're supposed to go. And he says, follow this exactly. Do not deviate from this path. Kobolds have been digging down there since before anybody can remember. And if you go off and get lost, we may never see you again. It'll take you about a day to get down there and about a day to get back. So you'll have just enough time to capture as many as you can. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> just kind of trailing off. He just has a brain fart, little stroke. He has, he has dementia. <laughs> He's eating too much of this crab. It's all full of mercury. Uh, no, he says, uh, basically just tells you guys that you've got um, basically a day to get down there, a day to get back more or less two days in between if you and this is if you leave tomorrow morning um so you'll have two full days of crab hunting should you need that much time and tells you good luck you guys got any questions for him or anything right now before you take off so did we still get the reward money since the other team didn't even show up uh that will be determined when you get back if you return that's kind of if we return yeah with him being gone um I'm kind of weird that he wants to go this pass and the other team didn't show up at all. Is he kind of setting us up? Something? We're in for a surprise. Yeah. In fact, we don't know what's going to happen. I'm okay with that. <laughs> That's true. I mean, isn't that just life? Yeah. Uh, do we think Bloop would be able to read this map that we got from Aegis? Um, I'm not going to make you roll for it. It's pretty obvious Bloop is basically illiterate. Okay. Do we have time to teach him to read? <laughs> just maps I mean, it's just a, you it's, guys do a 24 hour bloop reading training montage I mean it's just a picture he doesn't have to there's not a lot of reading is there what's a good reading I mean, he's, montage song he's got to have good spatial awareness to Manamana. be a tunneler and then you take a right Manamana. some Sesame Street song for sure take a left take a right take a left and a right <laughs> Um, he, like, you guys show him the map, and he's just like, that's a terrible map. Why would you use something like that that doesn't tell you anything about the rocks or the direction or anything? Okay. Well, I, I guess we, we made a mistake. We should no. decide. Decide now. You don't now. think so? Mm-mm. I think we're good. We'll follow the filthy kobold. Are we following the kobold or the map? We'll follow the kobold while keeping an eye on the map. Okay. So fast forward to the following morning, uh, you guys go pick up, uh, and it, all right, so as a, as a team, as a group, describe to me the vest you've had commissioned for, uh, for Bloop. I feel like it's going to be like a crossing guard vest that is, unless we want to make it really fancy, but it kind of just goes over a shirt and says, very good adventuring. It's got various pieces of flair on mm-hmm. it. Oh, pieces of flair, sure. 
There's a little button for each of you. There's a head. blue ribbon on the chest. Like <laughs> he's number one. <laughs> yeah. Number number one bloop or uh, <laughs> number one bloop. <laughs> number one bloop. So and you get back to make it seem like we care. It says, "Have you seen Lum on it?" <laughs> Have you seen this man with Lum's face on it? Oh, man. You probably don't have time to get a full-on yeah, like picture or portrait commissioned, but you could certainly put that on there. Uh, no, I'll... I'll... <laughs> hey, Bloop, your name sounds like a fart in a bathtub. <laughs> he gets a kick out of that. He's, Does he he's... even know? Does he even know what a bath is? <laughs> yeah, he's, he just gives you like a dumb nod, like, <laughs> yeah. Because, because this is the first one, it's just crude with the blue ribbon and flare on it. All right. So you, he's got his, you guys hand him in the morning, you go down to, uh, to the broken egg. That's uh, on the map, at least, that Aegis gave you. Um, the broken egg is not far from the entrance that'll take you further into the depths. Uh, so you agree to meet Bloop there in the morning. Hey. Just throwing this out there, but do we want to talk to Dunk anyway? And because I'm feeling paranoid, right? Something, something's going on with these super amazing adventure friends. I think so. And I feel like we just we need somebody to run some interference or intelligence for us and be like, hey. If anything, feel like he's got a network. I feel like I feel like maybe he's something, somebody who could do something for us. I don't know what. If anything, he can probably read a map. I feel like I'm just I'm looking to buy insurance at this point. Certainly won't hurt. We could talk to him. Okay. Yeah, wizard. All right. You guys swing by Dunk's office and bang on the door, and let's determine randomly if he is up. He is not up. He's not in an office. Uh, he is at his home, which oh. is a, you know, I'd say it's maybe a 10, 15 minute walk from where you are in the sewers. What about Hot Carl? Is Hot Carl around? Ooh. I mean, you guys are going, this is pretty early morning, so there's low odds that anybody's going to be awake, but... Hot Carl is not awake. No, no, he wouldn't be much use anyway. Well, I'm just trying to think of people we know who could talk to people we know. Yeah, I think, I mean, if we were going to do it, we'd want to go wake up Dunk if we were going to go along with that. Yeah, he's too far away at this point, no? Mm -hmm. That's what too was, far away? I don't know. What How was far the, away is Dunk? What was minutes? the fucking coffee shop dude's name? There, there was, because there's like the two shifts at uh, at the yeah. Broken Egg, and like Voy is the kind of night bartender, and then there was the like surfer dude that was the morning barista. Ah, uh, whatever. So the the morning bartender is there, uh, or the morning barista, I should say, is there, and you guys have a little chat with him, and you know you're asking where the various patrons that you know are, and these he's just rattling off one after the other, like nope, still asleep, not in yet. It's, you know, eight in the morning or something like that. So all of these second shift workers won't be up and in until probably noon. Is there any way that I can help you? What do you think? Should we impart our plans to this guy? We don't really know this guy from No, I don't trust Adam. this guy. So tell me, like, what are you trying to achieve here? Like, do you want to... You said insurance, like... I, I'm, I would be... If Dunk was around... I'd be looking to offer him a little cash on the side saying, look, we don't know where these super amazing adventure friends are or what they're doing or what they have planned for us. But uh, listen, if you run interference, you find out what you can and you be a thorn on their side, there's a little cash money for it for you.
episode 19, Bloop, was released on March 11th, 2018. I know you can barely wait to hear from us again next week on The Very Good Adventuring Team.